Bases loaded. Two out. Hard hit into right. Back at the wall. Tie game! Big Poppy! The Grand Slam! This is our fucking city. Hey, Jerry. Tom, how you doing? I'm doing quite well, thank you. Uh, nice game one today, Julian Zavaris. <laughs> I, just, I just fell off the table, that's why I'm laughing. It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. The Red Sox are world champions. Welcome back, episode number seven of the Obstructed View Red Sox podcast. I am your host, Chris Henrik. I'd like to apologize to our listening audience. Last week, we took the week off. Um, Life got in the way. Some work schedules um, worked out for me. I left a job of 17 years, and I can't even begin to tell you how fucking awesome that is. So if you can do that and quit a job that you absolutely hate, I fully endorse that. Fully, fully endorse that. Um, so we took the week off and we are back though this week with a full, I would say action-packed. I don't know how you make it an action-packed podcast, but it will be full of uh, full of fun. Nonetheless, I am with my three co-hosts. We have Jamie. What's up? It's going. We're living. We're living. We have, uh, we get Steve. Steve's a little under the weather. Yep. Two day quills deep and about to be two night quills deep. How are we doing, everybody? If you mix the, uh, the night quills with a cocktail, you'll be asleep in no time. Oh, Jesus. That sounds horrible. <laughs> no, no, it'll be the greatest thing. Really, that you're going to have a buzz like you remember. <laughs> oh, I don't think I'll remember much. <laughs> do not do night quill with liquor, I think. And, and then um, I just got a random text. Um, and we have uh, boot, we had boots on the ground this past weekend down in Texas. Uh, Miguel, first and foremost, before we, we welcome you back into the show, he currently is the only podcaster on this podcast with a winning record going to Red Sox games this season. He is in first place. You can check out an updated standings board that is on our Twitter handle at Obstruct View. Mr. Two and One, you're in first place. Maggie. Howdy, howdy. Can't say I hope hope that to hold that title all season because obviously I hope we win more. Well, I mean, you know, you you went to you went to the games and you you got the job done. Two or three. Socks look pretty good in that series. I, well, I guess really not so much the last game, but um, you know, overall Red Sox uh, swung some good some good bats that are down there, but. Before we actually get into a little bit of, of this week, I wanted to circle back to last week. And I was saying to the, uh, to the gentleman that um, before we started recording, Red Sox, they, they played Atlanta. They split that series. And then obviously we just mentioned <coughs> Red Sox took two of three from Texas. But I felt really optimistic going into those two series because it started, even though the Red Sox lost like five in a row, that win in Atlanta, I thought was a big win. They now wasn't that game the one where Trevor Story hit his first bomb of the season? The first Straight one, yeah. Center field. 
So Trevor Story hits that ball to deep center field. It just it kind of felt like, you know, um, it just it, – they looked like the offense I think we expected. Rafi hits a grand slam in that game. Don Arcillo called the game, but unfortunately, um, if you were blacked out, you basically got fucked, so you didn't get to hear him. So I only got to hear the home run clip on Twitter. I was at a friggin' bar, and they didn't have TBS – Ridiculous. How do you not have TBS at a bar, man? Ridiculous. So, uh, big win, though, that first game. Red Sox dropped the next one, um, but looked really good. Taking two or three, that was their first series that they've won all season. Followed that up with a win yesterday, so we're recording Tuesday night. Uh, big win over the, the Astros. Come back. Uh, Trevor hit a home run. His second first as a member of the Red Sox at Fenway. And Xander Bogarts, and that's where we're going to start. Xander Bogarts with a massive home run in that game. He, he's just been, he has just been doing everything that he can to say to Heim Bloom and to John Henry that if you don't re-sign me, you're foolish. And they will regret it. I'm sure of it. You know, I've, I've swung back and forth on this topic, but – after hearing after hearing what I heard the other day that Bogarts was open to discussions in season once again, I was like, okay, so he's making it loud and clear that he wants to be here. And then I see another tweet earlier today. It says that he wants to go somewhere else, or not go somewhere else, but that that Scott Boris is shushing him up and telling him not to talk about it. Like, what? Whose decision does it really come down to? Boris's decision, or is it Bogarts' choice? I mean, obviously. We know how Boris operates, but I mean, the dude wants to get something done. Let him get something done. If they're willing to discuss, discuss. You know, Miggy, what do you what do you think? What do you? Because it's not normal. I mean, Xander said, "Hey, look, I don't want to. I don't want to talk during the season." Now all of a sudden, he's hitting the fucking cover off the ball, and now he wants to. He wants to talk and sign. Do you think the Red Sox and Xander are actually going to get something done? Gotta hope so. I there's nothing more to it. We saw we heard the chance last night in Fenway. Everybody's saying resign him. As soon as that happens, he kind of you know kind of seals the deal ultimately at the end of that game last night. And going off what Steven said, we saw today, Boris is like, no, we don't really want to talk. You, what the fuck's happening? We want to talk, we're gonna get something done. What's going on? Yeah, I just think it's some uh, – it's pretty good, like, posturing on his side. Um, but it really – it's it's going to come down to, you know – it's, see, it's weird. It's because, like, Xander has to opt out or the Red Sox have to add, what, crazy amounts of money to the deal. So it's, it's like a weird, complex situation. So hopefully they can get something – they can get something done. I, you know – you see the way the lineup is right now. Imagine not having him there. It'd be a big void in there, man. I mean, there's about to be another one with JD. JD's a free agent after the year. So, I mean, it's, it's important to retain at least one of those two guys, surely. Um, and I would make the argument that Bogarts is definitely a high priority. Everybody knows that. But the fact of the matter is that he does, in fact, have an opt-out. You know, it's it's not like... 
everyone's saying re-sign him, re-sign him. And of course you could restructure that deal, but he has to actually exercise that opt-out clause. Yes. And that is the big thing that a lot of people just, they want to overlook. They just, they just think that, you know, John Henry can just take the, the contract and just tear it in half and start from scratch. It's not how it works. It's a complex piece. He has to opt out of the deal. Hopefully they can get something squared away and they can, you know, they can take some of this time to get it done. But, you know, until then, it it, it kind of felt like that the Xander contract thing wasn't really being a distraction as of late. And then it just randomly kind of pops up. But I actually do want to continue to piggyback. I'm going to jump over here to Jamie. There was a report that came out from John Morosi from MLB Network who said that he thinks the Cardinals would be a good fit if the Red Sox decide to trade him. I kind of want to get your like feedback on it because I have an opinion on that, and I'm just curious on, uh, on someone else's here. I wouldn't mind that if it comes to that point just because I like the prospects that the Cardinals could give the Sox. Um, I mean, obviously, if that happens, I'll probably be in clinical depression for at least a seven to ten day period. Um, but if you're going to deal with any team, I wouldn't mind the Cardinals because I think, you know, you might get to that point in a couple of weeks and we're going to have to start having those conversations, unfortunately. Um, and the Cardinals are going to be a team that, you know, if that's what happens, they're going to be heavily interested in Xander. They're going to pop. This won't be the only time they pop up. Um, between now and the deadline, if the Sox keep playing the way they are. So, I want to say it was well before the season started. I wasn't with you guys. I, I had this conversation and we kind of revisited with some of my buddies the other day. Um, I felt that if the Red Sox were going to move on from Xander Bogarts, the Cardinals, to me, would be the number one suitor. And I had really nothing other to go by that than a quick little, like, Photoshop and I threw him in a Cardinals uni, and it just looked right. But then when you start to look at, and I mean look right to an extent, but. Was it powder blue jerseys or the home whites? I'm going to tell you what, any, any powder, powder blue jersey is, like, beautiful. Phenomenal. It, it Always master class. It's amazing. Um, to me, if I'm making that deal, with though, with St. Louis, I want – I don't think you're going to get their top prospect – I think you need to kind of take a look at it's similar to Mookie, you know, if technically he can decide he's not going to opt out, but you know, you're going to, you're going to get a player that can opt out. So to me, if I can get some pitching back, I, I, I like um, the dude that the Rays used to have uh, Matt, uh, Matthew Libertor or Libertori, however you pronounce his name. Sure. Um, the Rays used to have him. There's Michael McGreevy who was drafted last year. Um, I think he's like the seventh prospect on LB pipeline, you know, and if you can maybe get like another MLB um, ready player, but I don't know. I really rather see them go ahead and do what they can to make a true honest effort to sign him before we really start to dissect other teams uh, prospects and the way Heimbloom works, he'll end up trading them to the most random organization. He'll end up being in fucking Seattle, you know, or something stupid like that. But I hope that's not the case. I only hope it doesn't come to that point. Uh, I, I do, I do think ultimately though, that it's in their best interest to explore trade in the event that he is not going to agree to any sort of contract that they offer. 
I think everybody knows that whatever that contract might look like probably will never be disclosed. And it's just going to be pure speculation by all the, uh, uh, you know, Boston fans and sports radio. All those guys are just going to be talking smack all the time for the next three years. We still hear about Mookie. And I am so, so, so over that. I was at a friggin' restaurant the other day. This discussion came up about Bogarts. And I said, what's your opinion on it? And he said, I was going to boycott all of 2020 and then COVID did it for me. So I said, screw it. I'm going to go back, <laughs> but I'm still just getting over it. And I'm like, so I take it. You wouldn't be happy if Bogarts gets moved. And he said, absolutely not. And then we have our uh, Miss Karen here on Twitter who went out of her fucking way to call public relations to complain about the Red Sox. Yeah. Okay. Let me just call up Heim Bloom really quick and, complain for you yes betty from twitter is not happy with me okay <laughs> noted they're all extended now <laughs> imagine that like imagine being that kid you're like 21 years old you're going to fucking college up in boston and your job is to, to answer the phone and you have these lunatics on the other end who want to complain that Bloom isn't doing enough that's what fucking social media is for like, why are you wasting somebody's time calling Fenway to bitch about that? Call fucking Felger and Mass. Like, do that. Like, that is just crazy. And then, and then she doubles down in those comments, which, by the way, I appreciate all of your retweets and your following uh, to all of the uh, to all the Twitter handles. But like, you go and you double down on everything that you say, and then on top of it. You tweet out the phone number that you called. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I think you're out of your fucking mind, to be honest. <laughs> like, no, you know what? I was, I was telling the boys yesterday. I was telling you guys. I said I don't know if I would find it extremely funny and have to hold back laughter the whole time, or if I would get to a point where I want to like throw my phone at a wall. Like, I just, I would have got fired. It would have been my first day. They would have been like, "All right, look, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna answer the phone. You're gonna direct you." I would end up getting that call. I would end up by like 11 o'clock. I'd end up telling someone to get fucked and I would, I would lose my job. Like, that conversation went? Like, what do you think she told him? Dude, that's what I'm saying. I want to hear the other end of the call. I want to hear what he had to say. <laughs> I think she spoke to him the exact way she tweeted that. Well, which is pure nonsense, apparently. No and shot. He just didn't <laughs> hang the phone up, right? If people are curious to what we're referencing, by the way, because you probably are, um, Go to, go to Steve's uh, Twitter page because he retweeted a uh, loyal listener and a uh, loyal, uh, you know, retweeter. I guess not anymore. I should probably block this. But, um, oh, whoops. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, hey, look, I made a TikTok with, the, with their Twitter handle and the thing in there. So, you know, what is that? But no, I just, I think when, if you go, it, first off, if you're going to social media to say that you're calling the Red Sox to complain, I think you, I, I would hope to think that, you know, like, you're probably someone is going to end up making fun of you. Like, I know we don't want to bully and all that other stuff. We want to like, we want to get past that in society, but like when you do stupid shit, like, you know, play stupid games, you're going to win stupid prizes. And that's exactly what's going to happen because she was, and the fact that there's people that were supporting her, like the show where we're at, huh? Yeah, no, those are the, those are the people on Facebook that go and just read a headline before like, in you know, 
reading the material and react off of that. So that's what those people are. We need to do a oh, segment God. on, on like, segment on fucking socks. Facebook would be pure. No, I mean, no, that that's successful in its own self. But like, well, I think we should go like each one of us find like our favorite, most ridiculous Facebook comment. Other people like were going on a record really quick. I'd like to say my favorite that I saw recently was definitely oh trade back for David Price. Excuse me. Yeah, that that that's great. <laughs> He's got other people calling him. What's no, I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know. But he's... I'm going through the comments right now, and they're talking about how they called him too, and it's it's craziness. Oh yeah, yeah. There were other people craziness. that called. The man said he's been getting many complaints about not signing our guys. Also said the Red Sox have faith in the GM, and I told him I do not. Then told him why. He said my feelings will be passed on. All we can do is let our feelings known, and if they have enough calls, they'll listen. Don't think they no. get two shits about you. No, they won't. They're not. You're gonna. They're gonna. There's gonna be four other fucking knucklehead podcasters are gonna see exactly what you're doing, and they're gonna roast you because it's craziness. It is absolutely crazy. You want to? You all right? Here's what you do. Ready? Don't go to the game. <laughs> that says I'm not gonna spend any more of my money and do it. Like, drop your nuts on the table and do that. Not going, not go and pick up your iPhone and dial whatever the number is. You know what we're gonna do? We should call and air it on the podcast next week. Oh, that would be amazing. Okay. I will make I will handily make that call. All you gotta do is press zero. That's literally all it takes. But literally you gotta hit zero, <laughs> you get directed right to the PR, apparently. Thank you for that, that little tidbit that we she got. She copied and pasted the number like 40 times. Different oh, people. yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw. Believe me. I, I got real tired of that pretty quick. That's what we're going to do. We'll have oh, this on our next episode. Um, but if you're interested, you can dial 617-222-1000 if you want to go ahead and complain about I'm Bloom. And here's what I want you to do, too. If you actually do that, I want you in some way to show us that you did, and we're going to give you something for free. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, but it has to be funny. You can't be like, I want Bogart signed. Because, like, what the fuck is that going to do besides waste everyone's time? <laughs> right, now, right now, it's like, if, if you're Seinfeld fans, this is like Red Sox Festivus. They are just airing their grievances right now. Let them go ahead. You know what? Betty, she could be, there's been a lot worse revolutions that have been started. Betty has started one where she is so mad at Bloom that she decided that she would go to RedSox.com, find the number, and how to complain, ask to speak to the manager, and then the manager said, I'll go ahead and pass my few feelings along. That's just, that's, <laughs> that's how it goes. That's amazing. <laughs> For me, it's just dedication. Like, honestly, that takes some heart to do that and then to post on social media. Like, I kind of respect just like the balls or like zero you know, to be a little bit, just personally. Well, personally. well, guys, if we had, if we had merchandise, I would put the fucking phone number. This exact tweet, I would take her face off it, but I'd put, I'd put the phone number, hit zero. I'd put that on. I guarantee you, if we sold those shirts at twenty bucks a head, we would, we would, we would make, we make a pretty good amount of money. I do like her <laughs> dog though. Sure. Well, I, um, I, I didn't, I, I didn't really go that deep into it. <laughs> but I gotta tell you what though, good for her. Good for her. I wonder what poor intern got that call though, and like what they were thinking during that whole entire interaction. I really wish there was like a video of just 
30 seconds of that. Yeah, the kid. Yeah. I, I need I need to know what yeah, was said. I really want to hear. I want to hear the whole transcript. Is this recorded somewhere? Can I call them and be like, hey, did a woman call you the other day? Can I please hear it? <laughs> I get out of retail to stop dealing with nut jobs like that. I can't even that's why I I, I pretty much whenever there's like shit and nonsense that people want to like come at you on social media, I very rarely ever interact back. But I mean, good for her. Because without her tweet, we would not have had about five minutes worth of, uh, of uh, podcast banter. So, th- Betty, thank you. Again, I appreciate you. You're a really good. Uh, you follow us. You retweet us. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. So, hey, with that, guys, uh, Nick Pavetta did, uh, had that. Caesar up 14.6. What happened? Caesar up 14.6. I have it on the background. I've been kind of back and forth. Game one, you know, kind of sucks is that there's uh, no Marcus Smart who, you know, what was his foot? No Horford. And no, yeah, no Horford. Horford's playing. He's in the protocol. I thought I was, oh. I thought I saw him hit the first three of the game. I thought they said he wasn't playing. Look, that's where a Red Sox podcast is. We don't have any fucking idea of whether or not (laughs) Al Horford is playing. Who the hell hell wears 12? Pretty sure that's Orford. That's Grant. It's not Grant. Fuck, dude. I don't know. I don't. I, I watch the games and I just like half paying attention the whole time and just go woo, and everyone else goes woo. That's my job. Okay. Great <laughs> 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 job. So, um, Ryan Brazier, gentlemen. Are we talking about Pavetta or Brian Brazier? Which one is yeah. it? Oh, uh, well. Well, first off, we'll, well, we're going to go back to Pavetta. I really want to – I want really quick. I want to go to Ryan Brazier. Okay. So, in his last, like, four appearances, um, I think what I read from Chris Smith from Mass Live is that Brazier is the, like, hardest hit pitcher in baseball or one of the hardest hit pitchers in baseball. Gave up that, gave up that, that walk-off, that two-run shot to uh, Arcia to the Braves – and then uh, look pretty good against the Rangers. Who looked good against the Rangers? It's sarcasm. I was going to fucking say. Maybe <laughs> you would know, man. <laughs> now, was I don't know. You know, I've been high on the defense for Brazier, but uh, I don't understand why. Because I've been safeguarding my boys, man. That's what I do. Like, all right, here's the deal. Like, I could, mm-hmm. I, I could get around. Like maybe giving a defense to Jackie Bradley when you go ahead and like you know protect JBJ. I cannot get behind Ryan Brazier. Well, I was gonna say I, that was my original plan, and then I saw more, and he is just crawling himself into his own coffin. He's crawling into a coffin right now that is not going to be unsealed anytime soon. If was he the uh, now was the was the uh, the game that he had a fucking tough time? The one where you saw him at the bar, Miggy. Uh, yeah, well, I was at the game for that, and as soon as he did that, I just walked out and watched the Celtics game. So yeah, but that I, was, I couldn't take that, that was, anymore. But Frazier went to the, that same bar that you were at, though, right? Yeah, that same one. That was he was there Friday night, so I knew if he uh, went in Saturday, I knew why he was gonna. He had an excuse to be a little shaky, <laughs> a little hungover. Yeah. Uh oh, Frazier had one too many. 
That's a big no-no. You hear that, management? Do I need to call you? Back to yeah, back-to-back homers and back-to-back shots at the bar for Ryan Brazier. Multiple multiple shots at Brazier on uh, in his last outing. I guess just my concern would be though is is that like his ERA is ballooned quite a bit. Um, I hate the fact, but I also understand it. I hate the fact that Alex Cora defended him. I understand like you're gonna de- you're the manager. You're gonna de- you're gonna defend your guy, but like. I don't want to hear like, oh, I left him out there too long. You put him out there in general. Like that was your first fucking mistake. So I don't know. I just, I can't get behind Ryan Brazier. His, his stats are so like deceiving as to really what he is that's on there. And it just, it's unfortunate because the Red Sox don't really have enough yet to replace him. And at some point they need to replace him. Well, he's They're always talking, dude. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. It's so early right now that you just don't know when they're actually going to make a move of truth. I don't know if we can continue. I know. Like, I think that, that it's early. It's going to – or what? What's today's date? 17th? It's May 17th. I'm saying it's early to the point of making a big trade. I'm not saying that's out of the question that you can well, – I don't think anybody's going to trade for Brazier. Hmm? I don't think anybody's going to trade for Brazier. No, 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 no. I don't either. But, I mean, doesn't he still have options? I was going to say that. That was my next point is he has some options. You know what I mean? Like, is there something down in the system? I mean. Winchowski, uh, Valdez. Uh, Winchowski went six innings today with no he pitched, shutout. He pitched really well. Um, our, uh, what's his, uh, James, James Gravely, he tweeted at his, um, his last appearance, which I think I got during <laughs> while we were recording. Um, I think, yeah, I think Winchowski is going to be, is going to be a candidate. I mean, at some point, he's going to – I mean, Seabold's been, uh, been pitching pretty well. Seabold's yeah. another one. But, I mean, the surprise, though, has been – we're probably going to butcher it. Is it John Schreiber? Um, yeah. Schreiber, Schreiber, Schreiber. Schreiber. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's, you know who we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, he's yeah, well, you know what I mean, for a guy that – believe it or not, Haim is actually – He's done pretty well with these random dudes who get claimed off waivers, and they seem to work out. In, in some claims, minor league deals, they all seem to work out. So he's pitched wow. pretty well. Um, he's he's actually pitching in, in bigger, high leverage situations. Alex Cora, you know, has a little bit of, of faith in him, um, but it's you know byproduct of guys like Ryan Brazier and stuff. But I mean, look, I'm all for like riding these guys out and seeing like what you have in them. And, you know, go until, go until he doesn't have it anymore. Dude's been pretty good. Um, I ultimately, until they, until they can figure out who's going to be the closer of this team, um, I think we're just going to continue to have these headaches in the bullpen until that closer is, is officially um, identified. Well, until then, yeah, I think it's just going to be a rotating door. Uh, I liked Robles in that role for a bit, but obviously huh. he's lost my uh, <laughs> he's lost all of my faith. I mean, he got it done last night, but he had insurance runs. Even then, we've seen it before where he's had insurance runs, still managed to uh, drop the ball. Oh, boy. And then we got Matty Barnes, who is – you know, doing his little smirk because he's like, oh, my God, <laughs> get me out of here. What's going on? You know, all these guys are just scrambling right now. Relief is, is once again, you know, it's like one, one's on, the other is, you know, offense. 
pitching. <laughs> you never click at the same time. Well, it's it's strong season. It's not strong season. It's what? It's Matt. It's a uh, strong season. Or it is strong season. It is strong season, dude. I, I like him, but you know he's doing a good job in long relief. So it's like, damn, you know, it's kind of like the same. Not nearly, not nearly as um, as drastic of a of a topic, but I'm saying like. It's kind of a similar situation, like, you know, when people are like, oh, well, Whitlock should be in the bullpen. Um, and then I'm kind starts. of moving off that, by the way. I'm moving, uh-huh. off, that. I'm moving off that take. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I like, I mean, he's he's been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he's been consistent, right? But, I mean, back, you know, with Strom, like, he's been reliable in upwards of two like two or more innings of work on occasions so it's like we they need a shutdown guy do you want a guy who's got longevity and can consistently get guys out for multiple innings or do you want him just in that one inning at the end which would you rather have um both go wild and say one inning (laughs) yeah you're gonna go with the closer you want him in the closing role do. Yeah, you could be like the um, great value uh, friggin' what's his face? Josh Hader. <laughs> same same hair, you know. <laughs> if we ever, that's all I got. If we ever fucking get sell back, do we throw sell in the bullpen? No. I've seen too many people throwing that idea out. I wanted to get y'all's opinions on that. Well, that's because Twitter is full of, you know, various, various completely what, random what, what's going to happen first they're going to give you the fit and they're going to give you um the zip and the whip and everything else that goes along with that as to make a case as to why look here's the deal chris hill's a starter let him start out there if he can't go because of health reasons all right put him in the back. but i think we need to be realistic and understand that you know he's he's he's, he's fragile cargo and Kind of is what it is. He's not going to be like the savior. Neither is James Paxton. They just need to get quality appearances out of these guys. If they can get that and start to kind of stabilize that uh, rotation a little bit in that, you know, bullpen piece. You know what I mean? Like Austin Davis, what they did with him the other day, he didn't pitch bad. It's just the people around him didn't pitch well. You know what I mean? So like Rich Hill's pitching really well. You know, they're going to get Waka back. He's pitched well rotation has not been a concern it's just it's really about that bullpen piece and how they're gonna how they're gonna kind of finesse that and make that work in the uh um a latter half of the season i mean they just haven't they haven't figured and determined out they they haven't determined and shelled out like each individual role where these guys truly belong and where they should be pitching i mean matt barnes should not be pitching right now until he figures it out. He needs some time to like <laughs> get his shit together. And he's had a lot of time to do so. Um, I mean, the bullpen's a mess at times. And it can be really good or it could be really bad. And we know the guys who are not getting it done. And they are not getting it done at all. Cannot put enough emphasis on that. That is that is very, very true. Starting, I'm not as worried about. 
like you were saying, I mean, you got a lot of guys who aren't even pitching right now who are dependable and good pitchers. And that almost leads you down the road of what happens when those guys get back. What do you do with the extra guys who are starting? You know, maybe maybe the long game is to throw some of those extra starting guys who are towards the back into the bullpen if they are, you know, sharp through a couple innings and then start to crumble. I'm not sure how Cora is going to, you know, manage all that when these guys are ready and when they do get back. But I mean, there's plenty of options to starters. So and then, you know, with all the relief help they need, wouldn't make, um, you know, wouldn't be the worst idea to sprinkle them all over the bullpen and see how they look. If uh, they don't like it, you know, take your millions of dollars and wipe your tears with it, I guess. I don't know. Or if you don't like it, dial 617. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Pound you know, or hit zero. I decided on the name of this episode, it's going to be the fucking phone number. <laughs> it, that's what it's going to be. It, I'm going to, that's going to be, that's going to be 617-226-6000. That is going to be the episode name for this. And you already have you already have that number memorized. No, I have I have the text. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Okay. So, uh, really quick before we we segue, we're we're still talking about the pitching. Uh, how about that first pitch yesterday? Ooh, that was a pitch. Let me I thought he was you. playing football. Look, not that I want to beat a dead horse here. I would take him over Leonard. Oh God, there's somebody in the bullpen I'd get rid of before him. He the heat oh, aired that baseball. Not Absolutely aired that baseball out. And then there was all the tweets. There was the one where I think it was Bradford, might have been Bradford, where he um, um threw the video out there of the the dude Jordan, and when he threw that first pitch and he tagged the dude in the nuts. <laughs> I remember being I was at my parents' house watching that and just like dying laughing. Just good for him. Everybody has their claim to fame. Betty's is 617-226-6000. Jordan <laughs> went and tagged that photographer right in the right in the jewels with a uh, with an off-speed pitch. Um, so we we have been talking about how the Red Sox are gonna need a little bit of help. They might have some help down in their system. So um, Ryan Fitzgerald has been working out. I don't know why it, it, I had like a stroke saying that. It took me like 40 minutes to say his name. Uh, he's been working out at first base. Um, we ready to give him a shot yet? Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, why not? I'm, look, I mean, I'm, I'm ready for the Fitzy flow up in Fenway. Yeah, I mean, Mini Benny. <laughs> apparently, apparently that's his name down there. They called him Mini Benny or Benny Jr. or something. Um, yeah, I mean, dude's got some pop in his bat. Um, Bobby's been struggling. I like no, what I'm seeing from Franchi. He's got some good swings. Franchi is becoming a folk hero with his really speed and the ability. He's like the he's going to be what was Euclid's like the Greek god of walks? Yes. All right, well, yep. we'll give a walk name to Franchi. I didn't want to come up with him right off like the cuff there. In case it came out the wrong way because we are recording and I'm not really fully sure how to edit everything yet. <laughs> oh Lord. I think uh, I think you gotta give him a shot at some point. If he's playing first base and we know he's versatile enough to uh play other positions, I mean it's not like he has to stick at first base either. The dude can play all over the diamond. Playing some right field. 
Uh, According to Jamie, play pitcher. Oh, yeah? Uh, <laughs> wait, like, I'll throw anything out there. Honest. He could be a, he could be your modern day Brock Holt. Throwing throwing some some gas out there on the mound in a, in a game like tonight's, you know, where you're down 13 to three. Yeah, this seems like a night where you could throw maybe maybe we'll see Weck in there again. <laughs> we'll see Weck. I want to see Verdugo. Oh god, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that would ever happen. Is they bring Verdugo in, he'd probably look legit on there and then the Red Sox gonna have to go and play damage control as to why a really good reliever who's been wanting to pitch is in right field and never gets the opportunity to pitch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. We got Brazier warming up too. Sir speaking of whack he just scored. Love that. Or hit it got a got an RBI. Okay. Good job. What do we got? What do we got for a score? Uh 13 4. We're uh we're inching closer there. You know play baby let's get it. That's, you know, I'm not complaining. But, yeah, no, give Fitzgerald a shot. That might spell the end of Aru's for the time being, though. If you, if you call him up and he looks good and is essentially kind of, you know, I mean, the same kind of goes for Arroyo almost. And I, I, I'm still an Arroyo Druther, but, I mean, if there's a better option out there for, like, a utility type, um there's obviously gonna there's gonna be a decision to be made. I don't know. Like I haven't seen this guy in the majors at all, so I'm not gonna speculate that far ahead. But um, there there needs there needs to be a little bit more change and more utilization of the guys that are down at AAA who are just kind of knocking on the door, you know, having having good success and good at bats, good outings. You know, goes for pitching, goes for hitting fielding, all, everything. I mean, if there's better options down and waiting in the wings, I mean, give them a shot, man. I think the, honestly, right now, Red Sox are 14 and 21 coming into today. They actually crawled out of the basement. I mean, they might slide back down after today, but um, you just have to focus on winning series. For the next couple of weeks, get through the month of May. If you can just continue to win series, and, you know, kind of put yourself in a better spot and then reset the, you know, reset the deck and focus on that in the month of June. We just, we can't, this team can't afford another, you know, five or six game skid. Um, no, you, you fucking kidding me. Alex Spear tweeted that Tristan Costas rolled his ankle. Just saw that. Love that. Awesome. Great. Speaking of AAA guys. Uh, yeah, kind of win series. Well, yeah, the triple A piece. Um, Brian Bale was promoted from uh double A to triple A. Um, he had that seven, in, seven inning no hitter. Easy for me to say. Um, the Sox number one pitching prospect. A lot of, a lot of optimism around this, around this kid's arm. You think we're going to see him before the end of the oh, Mickey Phelps? Oh, he's back. Uh, do you think we're going to see him before the end of the season? Let's start with uh, let's start with June. I think we will. I mean, the dude's a stud. Um, just having watched his tape for a couple hours yesterday, because what else was I going to do? Um, at o'clock in the morning. But I mean, he's fun to watch. He has electric secondary stuff. Um, it would be nice to see the Red Sox have a prospect come up that they developed in rotation that just dominated, and if they keep. You know, if they don't get back on track, I feel like we'll probably see him midsummer. 
you know, if they trade pieces away or, you know, if they try to kind of look towards the future, depending on what happens in the next month, month and a half. It's a good, it's a good time to give some of these dudes an, uh, you know, extended look at some point here. I mean, we'll see how things are looking in a month or so, but down the line, it wouldn't be the worst idea to potentially, I don't think it goes right into the uh, starting rotation. You know, there's so many guys already occupying spots, vets and guys who are succeeding and holding down their spots. So I don't think they're going to, they, if they do call them up. Yeah. I think it'll be like um, some sort of middle relief type role um, to just kind of stabilize the bullpen. Um, that, that being said though, I know earlier I was saying before we started recording that they would probably come up by season's end, but I'm starting to kind of think about the way that front office kind of uh, operates. And I'm almost wondering if they would just prolong his debut to uh, try to get more, you know, wait, wait on the service clock. I, I literally am kind of blanking on the whole service clock manipulation. I know they kind of addressed that during the um, lockout, but. I don't know if they could call him up sooner this season or not without, you know, affecting his, uh, his, his service clock. If, if they can without affecting any of his years of control, then sure do it. But I just, I can't decide. I'm a little undecided right now. I don't see why not, but I could also see them not, you know. Lee Smith had a block and a half right there. If you're, uh, well, I have the heat game, the Celtics heat game on in the background. So I, I missed like the last 30 seconds of what you said because I was just mesmerized by by that. And then Jalen Brown missed the three and we're back. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Chris. We are, we're back. We're, we're refocused. <laughs> back to baseball. Um, so um, speaking of the Celtics, um, Want to do a quick little around the horn here, since it is the start of the series. Um, you know, had I still been working in the world that I was in, um, I 100% would need a Boston Celtics win um, because it, it meant sales, cash money, and, uh, you know, bonus potential. But I don't have to worry about that anymore. With that being said, I have the Celtics in six games. I think that the Seas are going to get it done in six. I think that they are a better team than the Miami Heat. And I think that Jason Tatum is the best player on the court in the series. That is where I stand. That's my quick Celtics minute. Go a quick around the horn. Miggy, who do you have in this series? Season five. I, I like it. I like it. That's what I was going to say. So, uh, Steve, what do you got? I'm oh, team yeah. Miggy here. <laughs> I'm going season five. Steve, Steve's got the sweep. Not, no, I don't know. No. When you somebody would choose a sweep. No, these aren't. Yeah, I don't like. I don't, I'm not a big. I'm not a big predictions guy. You've all seen how my predictions have gone thus far. NBA, the like. NBA wants the NBA is going to want ratings. This is going at least five or six. That look if if the NBA can get the Celtics and the Golden State Warriors in the finals, that would be a legit series. It'd be something that you know we haven't seen. You know Boston go up against. Curry and, and that team. I feel like the Celtics are built to play the Golden State Warriors. Holy shit, it sounds like I can do a basketball podcast. Holy fuck. Go, Mavs, go. 
<laughs> oh no, no. I want to see the I want to see the Golden State Warriors. But you know what? Be careful what you wish for because I also wanted the Patriots to play the Giants, and that you know they stepped on the <laughs> twice. So <laughs> it's uh, be careful what you wish for. Mm. Jamie, what do you have in the series? I got season six. Um, my little basketball take is that they're gonna win. They're gonna win a chip. Um, Bucks for their toughest toughest series, or so they're about to win six, and they're gonna beat whoever they beat in the West in like six games. Um, because this team is legit, and Williams is a stud, and Grant Williams, well, problems, and Grant Williams is just about to get paid because yeah, he's he's a, he's a dog. He had a great game in that game, that clincher. Uh, I just, I like the fact that like who the Celtics have gone through. Like I don't, the whole thing with like Kyrie and them beating the, the, um, beating Brooklyn. Like, I don't think it was as a big of deal for like them beating uh, Kyrie as it was like a mental piece for like C's fans. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that was more uh, for us than it was really for them. I don't think they really gave a fuck about, whole Kyrie piece that's just my opinion on that um you know they just the the Nets they they just didn't look like they their heart was in it now you played a really tough series that went seven games with the Bucks and you beat the defending champions now you're gonna you're taking on the team that you lost to in the COVID year and again I think the Celtics I think they just get the better players coming into the series Miggy you were gonna say something yeah I was gonna say here's why you want the Mavs for the content for the pod I'm always going for the Mavs here well, look, I'm all, you know, what <laughs> oh, God. I just, I, I think the NBA would rather see Golden State and the Boston Celtics. Um, but I mean, hell, I, I'll give, give us the maps. It's just, it's an easier route to the, to the fucking finals. See, I'm a coworker fan. That's a Warriors fan and I can't stand him. So that's why I want them out too. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to send your coworker uh, a link to this. <laughs> That's fine. You mean doghouse? So, um, kind of like last in closing, I actually wanted to bring up something because um, we didn't we didn't really tweet these out. We we tweeted out some of the pictures that that um, Miguel took when he was down. Um, it's what globe. It's global uh, globe life, right? What is that, that? Globe life part yeah. or field? One of the two. The old uh, one was field, and this new one's park, or it's vice. I thought it was ballpark of Arlington or something. It's in Arlington, though, right? Yeah, yeah it's in Arlington. I'm just gonna call it the ballpark in Arlington because I feel like that's just easier for all of us. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna call it the stadium. Looks like a fucking grill. Okay, <laughs> a grill. I mean, there was some pretty like legit pictures you sent us of some food. Yeah, we had them brisket. What was it the brisket potatoes? What else did I have? I had the fried brisket sandwich. So when I first, full disclosure, so when I first saw the picture of the brisket potato, to me it looked like a fucking baby's diaper was blown out. (laughs) But I also, I also was indulging in, um, uh, well, I was indulging in, you know, adult cocktails and I may have, (laughs) I may have hit the pen a little bit, but like (laughs) was, but no, you, there was some like legit food. I'm trying to think of what else they have. They have a, I want there's a really good barbecue spot about 10 minutes up the up the up the street from the field that they had to stand up there. And by the time I got there in the third inning, they were already sold out. Well, shit, it must be real good then. Now, have you had a chance to to come to Fenway? I don't know if we've asked you that or you might have said it and I could have forgot. 
No, I was supposed to go last postseason if they would, if they would have made the World Series. I was I was really looking at tickets for that too. So, well, what you're gonna have to do though at some point is when you do get a chance to come to Fenway, you're gonna have to give us like your breakdown um, between like food options and you know see who kind of has the better food. You know, I'll uh, go ahead and say it probably won't compare to Texas. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. I don't know if I can compare barbecue. Well, see the thing though, a barbecue is very like. I think the best barbecue I ever had was down in Atlanta. It was like a random like hole in the wall joint. Um, it was, I don't know, like the food was really good. I didn't remember the name of it, um, but I don't do a lot of barbecue. I, I, my, I don't really have a stomach for it. I can't do pulled pork under any circumstances. Like I love pulled pork, but every time I have it, I get sick every time. So I just, I have to avoid it. You sure that's something from the cocktails? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. This is this has been going back to like when I was a kid. Like I can't. Oh, okay. Every time I have pulled pork, it don't matter who makes it, how it's made. I, I just I get sick every time from it. Then that means it's not good pulled pork. Yeah, man. You gotta you gotta step up your pulled pork. Like all I know is when Jamie comes down this week, we'll be going to that barbecue spot. I was just saying. Oh yeah, Jamie's on the way. Tickets yet, bro? You fine? Delta, JetBlue. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, we're doing Delta Direct. Um, because <laughs> Coach. Honestly, that's all I need. It's gonna be a weekend for the boys. Um, oh, of course. Old What's the way? What's what's the bachelor's name again? What's his name? Connor. Ah, oh, fucking Connor. I fucking <laughs> love that. Ah, fucking Connor. Yeah, Connor, dude. Long time no see, dude. Like honestly, like we're just it's gonna be great. Connor might not remember me, but it's it's gonna be pretty <laughs> great. Don't remember this weekend. That's that's what matters. Yeah, this boy. Like with the new job, I I am remote, and Friday is not my like day. I could like easily like I don't know how the whole like VPN stuff kind of works, other than I can't log into it right now. But you know, I could, I could maybe take the show on the road. Yeah, come come party with us and Connor. Like let's just give Connor like Steve and take work off. Like come on, come on, Steve. Fuck it. All right. Yeah. I'll just tell my buddy who's coming down for my uh, my third game of the season where I'm going to get my first win. Yeah, I'll just tell him that's going to have to go on hold and uh, I'm going to make my way down to Texas or wherever. I don't know what fucking direction Texas is. Is it down? Is it up? <laughs> sideways? Texas is, is south. If you were to go north. That's okay. Not- okay. Thank you. I, 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 I could have a compass in my hand and I still wouldn't tell you. Make sure you're vaccinated because you're not getting into Canada. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm vaccinated. I'll be there, in Canada too. Don't have a passport. Oops. Texas is the wild west. You don't need anything. You just as long as you're breathing, you can go to Texas. So, exactly. That's, that's Welcome everyone. So, so yeah, that um, that was uh, episode number seven. And what was that number one more time? Uh, seven. You know, if we had a soundboard. We could totally have like the uh, joke Stiglione where he goes like seven. I got you. I got you, Steve. I, I, I kind of was thinking. I was thinking of recording my own version of that song. It was like eight six seven seven three zero oh, nine. It's a jam. It's always a jam. <laughs> Next time we're gonna. I'll have to like have some sounds queued up. Yeah, man, make a fucking soundboard. Stupid noises on it. Yeah, I don't know who the hell you guys were talking about when y'all were sending in song recommendations the other day. We were sending song recommendations? When well, when you were having so many cocktails. 
No, Friday when I was driving up to the stadium. I don't think it was more so the cocktails as it was the pen. Everybody was vibing. I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, I was down in old fashioned during that conversation. I kind of remember this now. I don't <laughs> into old fashions. I woke up Saturday morning and the muscles on my eyes hurt. I apparently, like, I literally, I wasn't blinking. I was, I was sitting <laughs> at the bar, straight up not blinking, um, completely like zoned out. I was in my own, my own little world. I got to tell you what, though, it was, it was a great feeling. Great Friday night. That's what, that's what it's all about. And, uh, you know, lucky for me, I got a new ID. I got the real ID. And uh, the other one I had was cracked in half. I had four people come up to me and question my ID while I was trying to go out on a little bar crawl this past weekend. They said, uh, hey, can we see that one more time? Because we don't believe that you're 25. We'll believe you. I was like, excuse me? I was literally just ordering a fucking bourbon. You think an 18-year-old college student's going to come here and order a bourbon? Yeah, I can't have a bourbon. Or I can't do bourbon. It's, it's, I can't. I don't, have a, I don't have the palate for a bourbon. See, Friday is when I tried to call everybody to interview Brazier with me, but nobody was fucking awake. Well, nobody wanted to talk to Ryan Brazier. That was really the problem. <laughs> oh, Lord. Actually went over and met him. That was oh. cool. So, oh. you know, let's see if we can get the other surprise guest to come on the podcast. When he's not striking out, he'll come and have a little chat. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's still in the works. I'm trying to figure that out, too. Well, maybe ask if he can figure out how to hit the plate too. <laughs> so that's uh, yeah, episode seven. Um, back in the rotation. Um, episode eight will be coming up because um, I guess that's what's after seven. But um, yeah, so please make sure that you are following Obstruct View. That is the Twitter handle at Obstruct View. Uh, you can also follow the guys. Their Twitter handles are all right there. You want to give a click, smash the follow button for all of the content that is produced from whether it is Steve giving us some great content, uh, specifically from Betty, <laughs> or <laughs> I still can't believe that actually happened. But, um, you know what we should do? We should ask Betty to come on the show. Can we please? And like ask her directly about the conversation. What did they talk about? And if she had an opportunity to replace Bloom, who should we replace him with? And what would be some of her first moves? <laughs> oh so I want to know who the fuck you're going to replace him with. Humor me. Oh, God. We doing one more round table here? Connor. I'd pick Connor, to be honest. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Gonna have uh, yeah, Connor's big day. Connor's got a big day coming up. So, we you know what I we are trying to plan the uh, our little roundtable. So, stay tuned for that tweet when that drops on there. Maybe Betty will be a special guest. So, oh, but yeah, that's Betty, episode please. that's episode number seven. You can find the podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, like Obstruct View. Uh, you can get it at an, uh, Apple iTunes. Um, you know, fucking, I'm just gonna unofficially thank. Uh, at one point, guy, you know, we were the number one Red Sox podcast in Russia. So, <laughs> I think you need to celebrate a win when you can get them. 
So. I don't know if I can call that a dub, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tell you what, we are, we're Putin's choice um, for Red Sox. Oh. So, yeah, we, we, we dropped a little bit. We're no longer the number one podcast. Um, matter of fact, friend of the show, um, Iggy, actually, his podcast jumped up the list up in, uh, up in Motherland, Russia. So we're no longer, I guess, Putin's favorite podcast. Um, but, yeah, make sure you follow the guys. Make sure you follow Upstruck View. Make sure you follow at Beyond the and then Monster, but it's not spelled. Just click the links above the abstract. Make sure you are uh, subscribed to the free Substack. There is a lot of content. There's going to be a lot of minor league and draft content coming, so be prepared for that. We're going to have some uh, some minor league and draft stuff coming. Not only there, but we're going to do it on the uh, on the old podcast too. So uh, again, thank you for tuning in. Be sure to. Uh, Follow that podcast. That's all I got. I, I, I was watching the game.